Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Hang out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Uh, I don't recall. Whoa, MTG (laughs) in studio. Marjorie Taylor Greene is with us. Oh, my goodness. We had four hours with her watching. We were watching C-SPAN for four hours, and she just, what a show it was. Four hours on a Friday. What a great way to spend a night with your buddy. Cool guys. We're cool guys. We're cool guys. She only had to learn one line. I don't recall. Yeah, I, she that, doesn't it was recall. a lot of that. It was a, a lot of that. A lot of that. And we have a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about Alex Jones. We're going to talk Tucker Carlson. We'll get into a little bit of Madison Cawthorn oh, territory. Steamy. And of course, we'll discuss what's going on with tech. A positive update when it comes to Texas. A rare sentence mm-hmm. that I just uttered. Melissa Lucio, she was the uh, woman who was charged with killing her two-year-old in 2007. She has been on death row ever since. Right now, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, uh, they have said that they want her case to be heard by a lower court once again. This gives her a chance uh, to have her life saved and hopefully uh, Governor Abbott uh, at the very least commutes her sentence and does not have this woman executed. And of course, if you listen to the Innocence Project and her family and look at the new evidence that has come mm-hmm. to light, it seems as if Melissa Lucio deserves to be released from prison so she can take care of her 11 other children that I'm sure would love to have their mother back. So that is the beginning of a positive outcome, potential outcome for Miss Lucio. And uh, we just Hope that uh, Governor Abbott does the right thing and stands up for liberty and frees uh, Miss Lucio because, again, the death penalty in this case. Do you feel safer with this 53-year-old mama under uh, under lock and key? No. Absolutely not. I was, I'm actually really proud of everyone in the media because the only reason this, this commutation even happened was because of the attention that us and everyone put on this case. We're just as strong we're and powerful as, as Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Yes. And John Oliver also did a segment about it. So, you know, we're we're hanging with the right people. Hey, man, we had to watch a little Bill Maher to support our friend Nick Batterot. And I got to say, a lot of people are listening to our show. Yes. Because they're taking some of our stories and, dare I say, maybe yeah. their opinions on said stories aren't as good as ours Mm. but either way speaking of things that are not necessarily perfect or great social media specifically in this case twitter elon musk this is Mm. an update from last episode as well 
It's gone through. Yeah. He acquired Twitter. Uh, Fernando was making a very valid point when it comes to shareholders inflating their stock, basically inflation, watering down the worth of Twitter. It seems as if they only did that because they didn't know if Elon Musk actually had 44 billion bucks to pony that up. bothers me so much because but it I turns st- out he does. Yeah, I stood up for them. I thought they were trying to defend free speech and, you know, the internet. Uh, no, we can't trust these people. No, they were not just like, one of them. do you have the check for 44 billion or not? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got a price. Ted DiBiase, WWE, the million dollar man. He got it completely right. And evidently the soulless schmucks that run Twitter, their price was 44 billion. Travis, I know, so I know that you know that I, I'm just, I, I loathe it. I loathe the platform mm-hmm. so much. I think it's been such a ne- you negative. You use it. I use it to, again, promote the podcast. Mm-hmm. I like to, Lorraine Newman had a very nice tweet where she said she listened <laughs> oh, to side yeah. stories and yeah. she's an icon. So I was like, that's really sweet. That's mm-hmm. very nice. All of that is positive. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, again, refers to Twitter as the arena. Uh, which is not what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a place for jokes, um, which should now have come back to haunt everyone who wants <laughs> yes. a sense of humor. Yes. But why is it bad that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter? Well, uh, I'll just state some of the reasons I have seen. And there's a pro and con column, right? Sure. A lot of people feel this is going to... Definitely a lot of cons involved here. A lot of cons. Yes. That's what Twitter's all about. <laughs> exactly. But uh, people have rightly, for me at Especially least... Especially when Donald Trump comes back on it. Oh, boy! He said he's not. He said he's... D- even if uh, Trump... Uh, sorry, even if Elon lets him back in, he said he's not taking he's the done? offer. Truth social. He's going all in. <laughs> all right. Good luck with that. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is only alarming because... Elon Elon Musk is a very rich man, uh, I believe the richest in the world as of this point, Seems and for him if. to buy and own and now operate a platform as powerful as Twitter is just a little dangerous. It's in the same realm of Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post mm-hmm. or Mark Zuckerberg owning Facebook and your favorite social meta. media platform, Instagram. Yeah, all under the meta umbrella. Favorite it, is a loose term. Favorite is like when we talk <laughs> about serial killers and I'm like, this is the one that interests me the most. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we have to be on one of them by entertainment law. Yes. yes. And at some point, I'm going to go back to just scribing things on pieces of wood with a rock. <laughs> oh, good. And <laughs> passing them around to your friends yeah that'll be nice when you get a little piece of driftwood it's just like i didn't do it like what's going on with kissel right so this is just another example of rich people controlling media and means of communication Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it dangerous it's just because the top 10 richest Mm -hmm. people in the world right now between them they were once involved or currently involved with anything from washington post to facebook to instagram now twitter and then uh, google and microsoft and all of these other platforms and you know when we talk about big tech tech Mm -hmm. billionaires like elon musk for them to come in to a platform like twitter that i know you were saying when we were talking about the other night who the hell knows who jack dorsey is but jack dorsey was this little arbiter to very powerful people having access to twitter Mm -hmm. and things like that so you know it's just another step in the the oligarchy direction for me, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it just a little worrying. Also, Elon Musk has had a record of blocking people he doesn't like on Twitter yes. himself. There was the kid who made the account that was mm-hmm. tracking uh, Elon Musk's, I think, plane yes, travel or something like that, and then Elon Musk had that shut down, or when he tried to get it shut down, it didn't work, and then he blocked it. Um, and so, again, we just, we've seen, I mean, even take an extreme mm-hmm. case of Vladimir Putin, but we see what happens when you make oligarchs mad and they have means of communication and the means of media, they try to censor viewpoints they don't like. So everyone who's okay. saying, okay, 
you know, Twitter is now an arena for free speech. Keep in mind, even even Elon Musk and right. all his great South African muskiness <laughs> has had things he hasn't he doesn't like My, and he's tried to censor. And of course, he is a human being. He is going to be in charge here. And because of that, it's going to be innately flawed. And you're right. When it comes to freedom of speech, one person's uh, freedom of speech is another person's a dialogue that needs to be deleted and canceled. <laughs> right. I, I guess for me, one of the positive things is maybe more people will just get off of this. Now we know who runs it. Mm -hmm. I don't know who the Twitter board was. At the very least, I know who Elon Musk is. Sure. So I understand that when I'm looking at that, I'm going to be looking at a curated website by this billionaire, which I think is something that's important to remember. Is there a difference, do you think, between... You have someone like Michael Bloomberg, right? The mayor, former mayor of uh, of New York City, owns Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. Another is media another, billionaire. Another media billionaire. Is there a difference between something like a Bloomberg publication that theoretically has editors mm -hmm. and maybe some overseers of its intellectual content and something like Elon Musk being direct with Twitter? Okay, that's directly a, in charge with Twitter. That's a really uh, that's a really important point, Ben, because I think that's what uh, that's what Mr. Musk is claiming he bought Twitter for. So by he's saying that now he's going to make the algorithm open sourced. So now what does that mean? So what that means is, well, the algorithm is just a programming language and open source means that people will now be able to see that code. They'll be able to see how the algorithm makes decisions for what kind of ads you should see or what kind of, you know, what people you should be following. So by making it open source, he's making it transparent. So Bloomberg, they decide on the back end what stories they want. So sure. what this should mean is technically now you could see how how your feed is curated to you. In, so that would be a net positive yes, then, wouldn't it? It is a net positive. That is a net positive. That's something that we'd like to see like on Facebook, that we'd right. like to see on Google. Why are you what decisions are are making the algorithm make these decisions for us? And it is a little infuriating when it comes to big tech. Uh, I suppose we can dabble in this conversation now. I was just reading about Facebook. They don't know what they do with their data, or at the very least, they refuse to explain what they do with your data. Obviously, they profit greatly off of it. Hmm. And then also tech giants have been duped into giving up data used to sexually extort minors. Uh, there's a whole thing where you can file a lawsuit and you say, oh, we need the data from this person's phone, all of this, that, and the other. And it can be used for revenge porn, straight mm -hmm. up stalking, uh, as we talked with L L Lenora Claire about how much access people have to our information. Right. And I know we want to feel like we're secure in our little bubble, our little safety cloud that we put everything in now. However, it really can be penetrated by simple uh, by simple fraud. So Meta Platforms, Apple Inc., Alphabet Inc., Google, Snap Inc., and Twitter and Discord, according uh, to multiple sources, they have given content to people uh, that have used that content to blackmail people, to frame people. Wow. And it really has a negative effect. Obviously, as we saw with the um, with the congresswoman, Miss Hill, who had Katie, some, Hill. Katie Hill, who had some nudes leak, mm. and she resigned, which I think was horrible. Right. And I wish Wrong. that she would have stayed. Now, granted, uh, it was I'm sure she was freaking shook mm -hmm. and pissed. Um, but we have what's happening with Madison Cawthorn. He's going to stay. You know? <laughs> right. So it's always the people like Al Franken who have a moral compass mm -hmm. that say, oh, OK, yeah, I better I go. go. And the ones who don't are the ones who stay, which is, again, <laughs> why we have this problem. So big tech as an issue is certainly not going away. And you wonder, Elon Musk, is he going to rally people 
uh, in the Democratic Party. You know, obviously, mm. the Republicans have talked a lot about censorship. Right. But now the Democratic Party, obviously, they're not fans of Elon Musk for the most part, or at least publicly. And now I wonder if this is going to lead to different kind of legislation and ideas presented to inhibit Twitter's freedom to be the annoying, monolithic piece of shit that it is. <laughs> right. I mean, we've seen Democrats and Republicans come together sometimes when it comes to big tech, to censoring big tech, to, you know, we we saw... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg dragged in front of Congress and every single, you know, every single politician has their talking points to get at when it comes to big tech. Because everyone's got got by big tech. Everyone's been hurt by somebody on one of these platforms. Mm -hmm. And the only people that really seem to thrive are the ones who are doing all the harassment. Right. And then staying in power anyway. (laughs) Even uh, Jeff Bezos, his dick pics got leaked as well. We were just talking about Congress (laughs) people getting leaked. Even the rich guys kind of do it to each other now and then. Yep. Strong hall. (laughs) That's what they (laughs) call Bezos strong hog. But to this point of who is making what money, Fernando alerted us something when it comes to DeSantis Mm. and when it comes to what's going on behind the scenes. We mentioned uh, the textbooks. Speaking of information, we mentioned how Florida rejected over 50% of its textbooks or just around that number. And it turns out it's because DeSantis and Governor Youngkin, uh, they both have something They both have a monetary reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a company called Accelerate Learning, and they were acquired by a private equity firm, the Carlyle Group. Now, Governor Yunkin was a co-CEO of the Carlyle Group from 2018 until 2020. Now, Yunkin has pushed for the same legislation that mimics Florida's almost to the letter, and the company that he is is affiliated with um, would be the one benefiting from those books that they allow to be sold into their school districts, which is a massive government contract. Huge. So you have to look at mm-hmm. you know big tech, who's monetizing what, how is it affecting our kids? And going back to Musk, when it comes to information, is this just going to be another culture war, as he calls it, mm-hmm. arena, battlefield, mm-hmm. where people are just going to scream about CRT and God <laughs> knows what? Or is it going to make this a more streamlined platform that actually attempts to encourage real conversation? I would have to assume it's the former because that's what Elon uses it for and that's what he describes it as. I 100% agree. I think a lot of this has been trolling when you have $44 billion. When you're when you're the richest man in the world, your mm-hmm. levels of troll can be, you know, <laughs> literally astronomical. A- absolutely. And this is sure. an astronomical troll, literally. He said, uh, you know, uh, there's no free. People kept saying there's no free speech. Elon isn't allowed to be who, you know, even Elon isn't allowed to be free. <laughs> he, look, he's trolling everyone. He literally is. It is funny to me. Some people are getting off at Twitter. Those people have said, fine, I'm going to get off this website. And I don't care about that exodus. I think, again, it's probably just them desperately needing an excuse. But the one thing, again, is when it comes to Twitter, what is this going to, uh, what's it going to mean for us in our everyday lives? And how do we consume information from Twitter? Because a lot of people, they follow journalists and they get some news from it. I wonder now if that's going to be altered. Right. I mean, that's the only reason I even ever got on Twitter in the first place was because at Columbia Journalism School, day one, they got us to sign up because that is where news is broke. I think 
That's where but they do you feel like that's still the same way? I feel, yeah. Oh yeah. You think oh, so? Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. you know, just for me in terms of keeping track of Ohio politics, when the news mm. story drops, I follow a handful of Ohio State House journalists, and I know a story is true if all of them are covering it at the same time. And right. a lot of the time, it is breaking news. You know, I mean, you think about the days of 9/11. We had to wheel in a TV and you watch mm-hmm, it on mm-hmm. one of 24-hour networks or one of the three big. That was TV a, networks was that was had. back then. So, um, you, know, so loud, you know, it's funny because we talk about misinformation and disinformation all the time here because we have so much information back in that back in our day. <laughs> we didn't have a much information. We didn't have too much. Yeah, we didn't exactly. have much information. So everyone kind of filled in the gaps mm-hmm. in their own way. But now I guess, of course, we see the gaps filled in right. on websites like Twitter. So I have two concerns uh, on this. First of all, you talked about, you know, the, the culture war that will be coming. And you're absolutely right. And I wonder if Elon Musk knows he can create that. And so you kind of have that as the sideshow. Uh, but then what have we talked is that about? what we need right but now? Then what have we talked about? Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, guys like this. They go get huge government contracts. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how, how many billions right now Elon Musk is making off government contracts. But you almost think that's what covered the Twitter buy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he's, he's kind of got this culture war and he's like a hero on one front and then on the back end he could still be wheeling and dealing as far as we know he's making big money with the government and getting more and more contracts and now he's got a a platform where he can censor people if they ever try to challenge him on some of it bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. More lucrative deals. And speaking of culture wars, that brings us to our next point about Alex Jones. Hmm. I think one of the interesting things with Mm. Alex, he got kicked off Twitter. He was Mm. kicked off of Twitter. He was one of the people. uh, One of the first ones, really. One of the first ones. Obviously, he was spreading horrible information and lies, and it was leading to a lot of real-time problems, especially, again, for the parents of Sandy Hook. So Alex Jones right now. As a response to what happened regarding the Sandy Hook lawsuit, which rightfully found him guilty because he wasn't just speaking, he was doxing people, mm-hmm. entirely different, not a def- not a violation of his First Amendment rights, Alex Jones is now holding an emergency blowout sale <laughs> on all Whoa. InfoWars merch. So this will be super exciting. We're going to go through some of the merch products here. Mm. But before we do that, let's play Tucker Carlson talking about what he thinks of Alex Jones and just how smart he really is. And again, when it comes to the echo chamber of stupidity, 
Alex Jones started off and people were like, this guy's crazy. And then slowly you marinate in it. He gets a big following. All of his followers are dumber versions of him. He's a dumber <laughs> version than Rush Limbaugh. And the Russian doll of stupidity continues to fall apart in front of our eyes. Tucker Carlson, another example of an American male who theoretically is smart, either allowing himself to be a moron or just truly becoming so indoctrinated that this is how dumb he is. Let's play Tucker Carlson talking about his love of Alex Jones. I wonder if he talks about his love of Kid Rock right after. <laughs> I don't think so. But, but, uh, but, but I just I, I couldn't, of course, agree with you more. But I just I'm fascinated by the hate for Alex Jones. I'm not a daily Alex Jones viewer. I don't view anything regularly, actually. But um, <laughs> oh, cool. I think Alex Jones seems really talented. He's oh. smart. He's oh. funny as hell. He's truly funny. <laughs> truly funny. He's a lot more talented than I am in a lot of ways. Maybe. That's my takeaway from Alex Jones. So humble. But why is he such a <laughs> threat? Like, why would you hate Alex Jones? I've never understood that. Because hmm. he's telling the truth, Tucker. And again. All right, Whoa. there we go. Savannah Hernandez <laughs> coming in again, proving that it's not just men that are morons. Believe it or not, <laughs> the ladies are too. <sighs> MTG. Alex Jones. Why, why, is, why is he hated? Okay, this is. let's talk about this. Mm. It's because uh, everything... Every single thing he has ever done is a scam. And the sad thing is when people are scammers, they prey upon vulnerable people, whether it be the ignorant, the old, or they're just straight up dumb. Let's take a look at some of the products that are now on sale. Because 75% sale. 75%. So one of those products, it's a survival shield. And you would think, oh, is that a shield? Is that, it a shield? That would be kind of cool if I was in a in, in a medieval battle. It's like a it's shield. A, uh, it's a spray that you put up your nose. It's iodine. So uh, that's not <laughs> gonna that's not gonna help you too much there. All right. Uh, super male vitality, which uh, there was a lawsuit against because it made your penis not work. Oh, uh, ouch! Yes, indeed. Also, don't worry. There's super female vitality as well. Oh. So just in case you weren't getting your wife horned up enough, she can go and slam some of this, and next thing you know, you're the one getting pegged. Wouldn't that be wonderful, folks? Get it while it's hot. You can get this right now. You can get this winner. Sun vitamin D spray. That's great, Mr. Used Jones. Used to be $69.99. Now it's $29.99. Well, it's still a little bit expensive, isn't still it? Just very mostly expensive. What, what's actually in there? Do you uh, know? It's just water. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's, it's just water. water. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to hide anymore. Uh, in fact, what about this? This is a pile of documents I've got here. Do you want this pile of documents? Mm, I'd love one. It's uh, $49.99 just for you. <laughs> just any pile of documents? It's just a pile of papers I uh, used to randomly throw around. Anytime I get real fired up, I throw them around. Absolutely. And of course, tell you what, I'll tell you what, buddy. Ben Kessel, you're a big man. I, I like your style. Thank you. I how appreciate about, that. How about some uh, Alex Jones gym socks? I would. Uh, <laughs> I would gym. love. I didn't know that you sold yeah, well, let socks. Let me just. Let me just yeah. peel them off here. For oh, you. Yeah, those are the there socks you you're wearing. Yeah, I'm giving you. That's uh, that's the sign of a good patriot. I give you the socks off my feet. Wow. And how much do I have to pay for those? Twenty nine ninety nine. The low price right now. There you go. They still got a little bit of my musk on them. <laughs> Folks, you want you the, these these socks? Have real truths written on them. I've got CIA documents printed on these oh socks. Folks, I've seen the documents. I, you I so love much. it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And of course, you can get your great t shirts. If you really want to alienate people on airplanes, feel free to do that. <laughs> it really is dangerous. However, do not consume anything tactical that this uh. man sells you. It's ironic. He has a shirt that says, The media is the virus. And oh. he is indeed 
exactly uh, what he pretends to be against. Things. So please, Lord, be careful and realize what a huckster snake oil salesman this man is. And whatever happens to him uh, is uh, something that is a... It is a circumstance of his own creation. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. He's been in broadcasting for a long freaking time, and he knew exactly what group of people he was choosing to inspire to cause chaos, again, specifically in the lives of the Sandy Hook parents. And that is just the largest example. Right. This man is toxic. Well, and I just want to say that my impression of him taking off his socks is almost accurate. Can we pull up this clip? Of him with Roger Stone? Yes. So this is a recent clip now. And again, it just continues to unravel from here. I think the worst thing to ever happen to Alex Jones was the election of Donald Trump, because then all of a sudden you can't be counter to power when you're sucking the teeth of the man in the White House. And I believe that was the beginning of the beginning of the end of people's love for Alex Jones. So this is Roger Stone, one of... One of the people who loves to go on InfoWars, and Travis, I want you to speak on this. Mm -hmm. Roger Stone has used Alex Jones <laughs> so good. Yes. So he's well. now hosting most. He's hosting many. He's shows. right there in the in the in the co-host. He's right there in the, as a co-host. No one was speaking with uh, with Roger Stone mm -hmm. before this. Right. Roger Stone was able to play. Jones, Alex Jones, like a freaking. Oh, I'm guessing. Bet you know what I'm gonna say. Fiddle. Wow. Because Roger Stone is a technically a political behind the scenes Machiavellian genius. And at the end of the day, Alex Jones is just an entertainer who allowed his ego to take over. And he is an example of just be careful who you become because you might become what you despise the most, which is a shill for someone like mm. Roger Stone. <laughs> yeah, if anyone needs a good education on this, the documentary Get Me Roger Stone on Netflix is still mm. the best basically insight into it's how Roger Stone not only has been controlling American politics since the 70s and 80s, uh, which I didn't even really know about in all the time that I've known him, uh, but the documentary definitely, as you pointed out, highlights how he saw Alex Jones as a perfect accomplice in the rise of Donald Trump in case the mainstream media did ignore Donald Trump in 2015, 2016, which, mm. you know, they kind of did that dance where they covered him all the time, but they also made fun of him all the time. Well, I mean, you know, you had people like Pierce Morgan bringing Alex Jones on and then being like, we're going to talk about the Second Amendment. The only problem is when you have Alex Jones next to Pierce Morgan as the American <laughs> people, you're like, fuck you both. Yeah, right, <laughs> and right, it's right. this weird like, well, I guess... They platformed Alex Jones. It was the same thing that CNN did and MSNBC did and many left-wing media outlets online did with Trump. Yes. We're just letting him hang himself with his own words. Uh, all he's doing is picking up votes. <laughs> right, right. So please, God, stop. Yes. So this is Roger Stone talking. Uh, he's trashing Kevin McCarthy, which we can get to here in a second. And let's just see what happens. Well, let's hear sure. what happens. Sure, it's going to be a totally normal show. Oh, yeah. And also... Roger Stone. Wow, he's he is tan. Yeah, he's yeah. looking real, real orange. He's taking those supplements. <laughs> In an audio tape that he said the president should be forced to resign, and then we need to get a commitment from Mike Pence that he will oh. not be pardoned for Here's his the crime. Best right and here. <laughs> Alex Jones is Alex appeared on Jones. Jones. This guy looks sharp, doesn't he? Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones. 
shirtless. Oh, shirtless. I, I look down. I'm taking notes. I look up. Suddenly, things have changed all of a sudden. That was a bear attack, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, now that's a funny bit. Now, Roger see, Stone I, would know what a bear I, I, is. Hello. <laughs> I know why Alex did that. Roger does this thing every year where he does Roger Stone's best and worst dressed. And so that's why Alex Jones came out with no shirt. I'm guessing no socks, just like my bit. Oh, and no. And he said, here's the best dress right here, Roger. Ha, oh, come that's on, what come he on. said. That's what he uh, said. So okay. that's, uh, you know, they're just having fun. Not as much fun as they had on election night 2016, perhaps, but no, they're still at it. Not quite as much. And again, the guy... I don't know, you know the kid who was just ruining his entire career by sitting there next me. to Roger Stone. <laughs> Pretty sure. It's just, oh, I was sitting here taking notes. Of what? Of what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it is just like, it's like being a, a, just... a professional food taster that only buys Big Macs. And it's like, yeah. you know what it is. It's <laughs> shit. He's writing a letter home to his family like, I can't get out of this bunker. I'm not quite sure what to do. Tell the dogs I love them. So why was Roger Stone screaming about Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> Kevin McCarthy is one of the recent Republicans that have come under fire for his appropriate kind of reaction to January 6th, That's but thing. also not because he covered it up. Everyone was lying to us. I do love how complicit uh, all of right wing media was when it comes to knowing something was going to go down on January 6th and what had happened. They didn't text themselves. They <laughs> texted the Trump administration right. or Trump himself because they knew who was behind it. Yes, exactly. They could recall. And yes, in fact, this reminds me a lot about MTG's testimony, the four hours that we watched on Friday, um, because they also accused her of having advanced knowledge of the of the January 6th insurrection and they most commonly pointed to her use of the word or the term 1776 right. as kind of a rise mm. up um, and uh, you know we watched the trial we don't know if they exactly nailed it but the whole idea with the MTG trial is that <clears throat> the 14th amendment if you're insurrectionist in the United States uh, you cannot hold political office right. and so of course I think I personally believe that she will be allowed to run again that seems like that's the way the judge is going to go right. I think it's a difficult precedent to prove, you know, that she um, actively wanted these people uh, from a legal perspective to go to the Capitol right. and cause the ruckus that they did, even though she did. She clearly right. did. You know, and but the one <laughs> thing with the, I suppose, the state, the man who was coming in from the federal government side, one thing that he did do was play a clip from Independence Day. And I got to say, oh, yeah. after that, kind of kneecapped him because everyone was like that didn't work. Sure. And I don't know if Marjorie Taylor Greene, she quoted uh, Bill Paxton's quote about whoa, how, you whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, It's a Bill Pullman quote, I'm sir. Sorry, how Bill dare Pullman. you disrespect the good name? They get it all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> but it really kind of derailed the entire thing. And then her attorney, obviously, you get into the legalese of it, and it's quite fascinating. And I think one of the issues why she'll be al allowed to run is because I'm not sure if they agree that it, that it was an insurrection at all. Right. And which well, is kind exactly. of the most difficult sticking point. And then it needs to go to the judge, and then the judge is going to represent it to the Republican Secretary of State of Georgia. Exactly. Mm. So it's going to go to the Republicans anyway, right. and then they'll just... Right. But I remember us watching it, and, you know, up until the Independence Day clip, 
it honestly seemed like it could work. And if it did work for MTG, then he could start taking this same precedent to folks like Bobert and Gosar and Jim mm. Jordan and all these little cracks where all these little leaks are starting to happening. And you see that a lot of these Congress people, again, they just so clearly had advanced knowledge of what was going to go down. Mm-hmm. They were working on from the inside, basically. Uh, Jim Jordan, as we've revealed, since we played his first clip months uh, and months ago, I don't know what where I'm he old. couldn't recall, he also couldn't. I recall, <laughs> you know, there is technology and there are records, and they found they had a 10-minute phone call, him and Trump, on the morning of January 6th. So, again, I think this is just the receipts catching up with folks, and yeah, it's going to make people like Bannon and Roger Stone mad, Yeah, but that's, to your point, it's just because they actually had a real human reaction to what was happening on January 6th. And speaking of covering up, we're going to get to uh, this uh, Madison Cawthorn story in just a second. It might not be the cover-up that you're thinking about him in the lingerie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that. All too. right. It's a, uh, it's a cover up again that preys upon the most vulnerable voters, mm. especially people who would vote for someone like him. We'll talk about that. But when it comes to McCarthy, one of the reasons that, again, the aforementioned Alex Jones, um, one of the reasons that Roger Stone always uh, disses DeSantis to Donald Trump, it is because of what we heard in the tapes, specifically when it comes to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy on January 10th was basically talking uh, on a phone call and he was discussing how he doesn't really want to be a middleman between Trump and what's going on or being pardoned by Pence, basically saying that Trump shouldn't need a pardon. The only reason that he would need a pardon is if he did something illegal. Now, of course, that's ironic because Donald Trump was the one who was asking, is it possible to get a pardon? So this is what he had to say. This is Kevin McCarthy. He says, there would be no need for a pardon if all you've done is something that is immoral or unethical or optically bad, the need for a pardon only exists when there is criminal culpability. So people are holding on to that sentence Mm -hmm. and and more. You can listen to the entire uh, crazy rant that he was going on. But he basically saying that Trump asking for a pardon is evidence that he was culpable Mm -hmm. in January 6th. And so a lot of people, specifically within the Trump base, are looking at Kevin McCarthy as if now he's a rhino, a Republican in name only. Right. And that's the crazy thing. I mean, I remember Lindsey Graham being all, you know, pious on January 6th as well when they were all debating in the Senate when he said, oh, hell, I've tried. I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. And that was just him basically giving up on defending Trump. And And then, then of course, he was followed and chastised and yelled at at the airport uh, when he was trying to fly out by all these January Sixers. (laughs) And he changed his tune by that Sunday, I believe. Yes, indeed. And then he unzipped his zipper and a series of ladybugs flew out and he was gone. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> it sounds like he likes some ham and biscuits as well. The more evidence that comes out about Madison Cawthorn, the more I think that he was the one who invited everyone to the orgy. <laughs> um, and that's why he had inside information oh. on said orgy. We also have a gun violation for him, but I want to tell you, this was, uh, he went through the airport once again, and he brought a loaded gun in a North what Carolina the airport. But he, there's, he was driving without a license. This is the second time he's brought a loaded gun to the freaking airport. What year are we in? The Who brings a gun to the airport? <laughs> he is batshit. He is another closeted gay Republican man who is struggling with identity uh, with the identity of what it means to be masculine. So he comes and strapped. And so he comes strapped. <laughs> comes strapped. I carry my gun to the airport and I carry my pants to the orgy. Oh, isn't that <laughs> exciting? Serious, other than, you know, again, again, Madison Carthur, such a scumbag. But what he seriously did that is absolutely atrocious to me, other than, again, you know, everything else. <laughs> yeah. He purposely lied to people. I don't know if you guys remember this. Let's go Brandon cryptocurrency. Yeah, I made fun of it last year. You made fun of it last year. That's right. Well, one of my favorite jokes is let's go Brandon's LGB. And then you make it let's go Brandon token quarters LGBTQ. There we go. And very powerful. Once again, Madison Cawthorn may have violated federal insider trading Mm -hmm. laws. He hyped up the uh, alleged let's go Brandon Bitcoin. Naturally, that cryptocurrency went through the roof and he did what they call a pump and dump. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not talking about what took place <laughs> at, at the, the orgy. Oh, <laughs> so, Fernando, you actually called this. I called it. I said it. It was that there was no no one was going to invest in this and anyone putting their money into this, that the the, the, the original investors were just going to pull out and take all their money. It is literally a pump and dump. I called it when I saw it. It's wow. just theft. <laughs> Yeah, That's literally. crazy. And this is the second North Carolina elected official to essentially get Richard in trouble. Burr. Richard Burr, their senator, obviously got in trouble, although he kind of didn't get in trouble. He didn't. Um, because he and uh, Kelly Loeffler from Georgia, they're both senators. They got briefed on how bad COVID was going to be for the economy. Yep. And they went and told everyone everything was fine and then also sold millions of dollars in stock. And not just fine, better than ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So Madison Cawthorn is just kind of gunning for that Senate seat, perhaps. So there's an investigation into this now. So basically, the Let's Go Brandon Legends, this is what he tweeted. He says, LGB Legends, tomorrow (laughs) we go to the moon. Very honeymooners approach to Mm -hmm. it. He's taking it to the moon, which theoretically isn't even that far away. I mean, I would take it to like... Pluto or something. Oh, that's uh, yeah. that's lingo for all right. We're gonna get rich. We're going oh, to the moon. Oh, really? That's what we say in crypto. We're gonna go to the moon. And to be fair, back. Fernando, a lot of people do say that. So <laughs> uh, multiple watchdog groups told the Washington Examiner that Cawthorn's de- December 29th Instagram post suggests the lawmaker may have had advanced non-public, and that's key, non-public knowledge of LGB coins deal. Mm. So the uh. It looks like, according to Dylan Hitler, got it. They say this. This looks really, really bad. They're the government affairs manager for Project on Government Oversight. It's a federal watchdog group. They say this does look like a classic case of you got some insider information and you're acting on that information, 
And Mm. that is illegal. Mm. He goes on to say, I think there's probably a strong case here. Goes on, I don't want to prejudge, but based on everything that's out there, I think there is a very strong possibility that if someone is going to investigate this, they are going to find something. So again, in this mm-hmm. world where certain politicians that have souls resign at the very idea of a picture that they might not like or the idea that they've wronged the constituents that put them in office, we have con people, con <laughs> men like Cawthorn making bank off the most ignorant among us. Uh, you know, and it's just people, maybe it was just his followers. They thought, you know, of hey, course, it's, a, sure. it's a nice little quick investment. Hey, they believe in this NASCAR driver. They believe in Madison Cawthorn. And now they're out of whatever they... Whatever they lost. Yeah, whatever they thought they it was an investment. I and, mean, this is right up there with Steve Bannon and the border wall, isn't it? What's oh, the difference? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he promoted it at CPAC. I mean, that's where Cawthorn actually went out there and said, I got Let's Go Brandon Coin." And essentially got everyone else on board. The troubling thing for me, though, is that, you know, anytime something like this comes around, Cawthorn and these folks like MTG, we saw MTG fundraising on the fact that she was deposed for four hours. Absolutely. Uh Give me more money. Yes, I scammed you out of money, but they're yelling at me for it. Can I get some money? Can I get some more money? Yeah. She'll send out an email saying the deep state's trying to ruin me. Mm -hmm. That's what Cawthorn did with the orgies and the cocaine statements. Mm -hmm. He said the left of, of Washington is coming after me. You can even think he can turn that that gun charge into the left is coming for him. He can turn this into the deep state is coming for him. And you just wonder if he's just going to raise more money after he already made a bunch of money off of his own supporters. And of course the gun charge, um, it's just so unbelievably stupid because obviously he has armed security. And uh, again, <laughs> it's just, it's just fine. Anyway, so immediately following the announcement, the value of the coin in circulation eclipsed 570 million. Again, that's the Let's Go Brandon coin. By the end of January, the market capped. Oh, God, this is amazing. The market cap of a meme meme coin dropped to zero. Zero. So they just took all of it. They took all the money. Literally. Yikes. That's so much like Bannon's border wall. Yeah. I mean, exactly what I said. At least with the wall, you got, I don't know. I I think they got a gate out of it. Maybe a gate. Maybe maybe you get sent a brick. I think it's it's wall gate is what it was called. Oh, my God. And it was. What a bunch of freaking. Conman. It was just that point I, I I touched on. Who would want to use this? The whole the whole point of a cryptocurrency is that you are able to spend it somewhere. You're able to right. buy something with it. Right. There was no. There Maybe was you no, can buy something from Alex Jones's blowout sale. Uh, uh, again, we did, do. It, we it, take it LGB coin. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it's worth zero dollars, but I am worth negative five hundred million dollars at this point. So infrastructure <laughs> and uh, you know the investment and the the plan for what they're going to do with the coin is important. They had nothing in place. It was a it was a scam yeah it was a catchphrase that they made into almost an equivalent of an nft although i'll be honest i don't even really know what that is that would have actually been legitimate if he had made that an nft it would have actually been legitimate compared to what he did and it would have stuck around had some staying power exactly it would have been it might have been worth something oh golly well it seems like the world of crypto is only uh it seems like it's only sticking around oh good i don't again i don't know enough about it i'm just desperate to i just want to like not lose all the money don't don't buy LGBs. So don't buy LGBs and you won't lose your money. Wow. Right? Don't buy Twitter and don't buy LGBs. I don't know. If this is not an indication of fraud, then I don't know what else is. 
it's going to be great. 570 million. And then boom, a month Oosh. later, Ugh. it's zero. That's rough. That's so sad. Criminy. All right. And just lastly, before we get to some Ohio news that I know Mr. Irvine Whoa. wants to share with us. This is a good story. Is it a great story? No, because I think Joe Biden could do a hell of a lot more when it comes to pardoning people who are currently behind bars. Mm-hmm. However, again, I guess this it's it's not it's a good start. Right. But I have a feeling that Biden thinks it's the finish. Mm. I think a lot of these people just do one little thing and they're like, yes, pretty good day. <laughs> and it's like, well, we could do this every if I was president every day. I'd pardon at least one person. Yeah, especially for nonviolent drug offenses. I mean, again, Obama kind of dabbled. Even Trump kind of dabbled. And now Biden appears to be dabbling. So the Biden administration, they have pardoned three felons. They have commuted sentences of 75 others in his first use of clemency power. Hmm. Among the pardons is a dude, Abraham Bolden Sr. He was the first black secret service agent appointed by JFK. He's now 86 years old and he has worked for decades to clear his name of a crime he didn't commit. So congratulations, you're 86. Go go out and have a wild Uh, time celebrating. I know. Uh, Another woman, a 51-year-old woman from Houston who served seven years in prison for attempting to transport drugs for her boyfriend and an accomplice, neither of whom face charges. She is her sentence has now been commuted, but again, she's already out of prison. Mm -hmm. And there's another 52-year-old man from Athens, Georgia. Who, uh, who partners with the schools to employ youth at his cell phone repair company two decades after he was charged with letting pot dealers use his pool hall to mm-hmm. sell drugs. Right. But he's still, you know, technically they're no longer felons. And that does matter. That's yes. a scarlet letter. Yes. And it changes freaking everything in your life. It's a waking nightmare. Good luck getting insurance and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's validation to the families you yes. know, and to everyone. So. so it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then there are 75 other people uh, who have been given a second chance. This is the, apparently, this is the second chance month uh, that came as Biden also announced new actions aimed at improving outcomes for felons who re-enter society as part of the broader strategy to reform the criminal justice system. Efforts include $145 million for a federal program to train the incarcerated for future employment and the removal of criminal history in applications for small business administration grants which i completely agree with um is that even a splash it's a little it's a little trickle in the in the ocean Mm -hmm. there but uh, it is what it is this is what biden had to say as a matter of fact do we do you do a biden listen here listen here (laughs) we got him here with us listen here america is a nation of laws and second chances redemption and rehabilitation elected officials on both sides of the aisle faith leaders Civil rights advocates and law enforcement leaders agree that our criminal justice system can and should reflect these core values that enable safer and stronger communities. Hey, Hunter, get over here. This is your laptop, right? You want to look at this? It's got some weird pictures on here. I do like it. Biden kind of meets George W. Bush yeah, with that impression. Kinda, I really like that. I like how he gets sleepy at the end. I like that. Sleepy Joe. Uh, sleepy is, Joe. He is tired. And of course, that helped him, I think, in the campaigns because it was a wakey Trump. And everyone's like, go to bed. Please stop Please yelling, go to sir. Bed. Yeah, it's, it's four o'clock in the morning. Um, anyway, all right. Let's this, get a little. This is positive, though. This is moving in the from, right direction. Exactly. I mean, and uh, the. What what bothers me is that most of the people that he gave clemency to had less than like four years to serve. Yeah, left. you know, so it's it's but it's a step 
forward. We we're moving it's, forward. Yeah, you got it. It is. I know. I'm like a little cynical, but yes, <laughs> right. It's either it's good uh, for them. It's yeah. It's, yes. It's, yes. It's too little, too late, but it's also better late than never. It's gonna move the needle on the midterms. I don't know. We don't also, that. we wouldn't need yeah. to do this fucking federally decriminalized <laughs> yep. marijuana. Yep. yep. Hunter's, yeah. Hunter's still trying to get me to legalize meth. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen, pal. No. He, here. <laughs> he's going to get it on his own. Don't worry, Joe. All right. What's the Ohio update? What's going on with DeWine? I know we have the super pack. We got the primary coming up next week in Ohio, and I did just want to uh, give out some, some shout outs here. Shout out. To uh to some folks that donated to the pack, thank Yay. you so much. Even uh, the smallest donations, whatever we raised, we were putting them into TV and radio ads. We're getting, of course, the fantastic ad that Ben Kissel did yeah. about tax hike. Mike nice calling out Mike Dewine in Ohio for keeping the gas taxes high. So those are all going on the air. Thanks to folks like Andrea Devana from Springfield, Ohio. Thank you so much, Andrea, thank for you. donating, as well as our fella John Kagey out of Houston, Texas. Oh. And uh, appreciate your support, John. And I've also received a bunch of emails and messages of folks asking how to start a pack, um, folks kind of getting into how do we yeah. run for office again. So maybe we'll do a mailbag or something yeah, at some point. I am obviously very busy uh, doing all this stuff for Headpack. Homebound Entrepreneurs Against the Wines. You can check us out at headpack.org if you want to make a donation before May 3rd. Um, yeah. But that's stuff that we we should 100% Absolutely. get into. After, uh, after you have this other experience and you'll have all the lessons you've learned, I would love if you spoke about that cause, especially because this is just the primary fire with fire also i mean yeah and this is you know is. trying to take some of the tactics that i did use uh and learn from roger stone that are not <laughs> illegal right. um, and it's just things like this like making packs making ads getting them on the air it makes your opponents have to notice so we can get into that later but uh, until then next week let's all hope mike dewine goes down he is a scandal ridden man also it's i want to spill the wine i want to give a shout out to john John Fetterman, come mm -hmm. on the show, John. Maybe wait until after the primary. We don't want to hurt you. Right. Uh, but I think we can help you in the general. In the we general. Can, we can get those Dr. Oz votes over to you, I promise. Yeah. And that's the other thing. All the folks sending us nice, wonderful questions. This is just the primary season. We will be gunning up again when the general comes around Can't this wait. fall. It's going to be one hell of a show. It really will be. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. I learned a little bit. There's some... Some good things happening, some funny things happening, and some atrocious things happening. So this is American politics. Yep. Do you want to buy my skivvies? I would, you Look at this. Street. No they're, skid marks. No, no skid they're, marks. They're covered in, in piss. Well, I got pretty nervous last night <laughs> once I saw my legal bills. Oh, man. Full well, confession. I thought the tactical bath was just a joke you were making this whole time. No. No, it's a real fucking thing. Oh, it's all dumber than you think. <laughs> it's all dumber than all of us think. We are in, I don't know what timeline we're in, but anyway. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.